0: Sports Betting Landscape from coast to coast. This
2: is Betting Across America on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: It is Betting Across America right here on VCN, presented by Bet MGM Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next six hours. Wes, we've got you covered for a very busy and important day in college football. As we get closer and closer, start talking college football national championship implications with the college football playoff. But Wes, I do want to know before these early kicks, what game has captivated your attention the most? Well,
2: I think it's the big game, of course, the Paul Bunyan trophy here in East Lansing, because all of a sudden you do have some playoff implications. It now does. Ohio State is gonna be in both these teams' path here as we get into November, but uh two undefeated teams, Michigan and Michigan State, first time that they've both been ranked in the top ten in this series and met each other since I believe it was 1964. Whoa. So you've got Michigan and Michigan State early. Cincinnati, another early kickoff is a big favorite on the road. Currently number two. By the way, this Tuesday will be the first uh, release of the college football playoff rating. So Cincinnati rated number two in the polls. We'll see what they're going to be rated in the college football playoff ranking. So a lot of big games with a lot of implications early.
4: Yeah, when you look at Sparty and uh, certainly the Wolverines here, 4-0, 7 know overall both those undefeated in conference obviously i think this is the big surprise because i think both these these teams some people don't think they're that good Mm -hmm. right so michigan's gonna be be laying a small number here today i feel like there's been a lot of play early on on the spartans we'll see how this game plays out early on no
2: real movement because that's what it opened on sunday was it was around four three and a half pretty much four And look, I've seen opinion on both sides, hence you really haven't moved. So it turns out maybe that the openers and the guys down here at Circus Sports made the right number and elsewhere as well to uh, go ahead and make this at four because it seems like they've gotten two-way action on this. I kind of think Michigan, I didn't want to lay the four. I used it in a small money line parlay on Michigan, but nothing really strong. I thought the number was right, but I think are the better team here, and I think it's going to show this
4: afternoon. Well, we see 6-1 and one ATS for both these schools. They've both been really good against the number so far this year. Only one can get to 7-1 and one today, at least ATS, and stay undefeated. We'll discuss that game in, in much more detail as we go on. But we have another great show lined up for you as we do each and every Saturday. I can't do the correct uh, introduction for Jeff Jarrett. You're going to do it when he comes up at the top of the hour at 10 o'clock uh, Pacific time here. Yes, we got Double J back in the house today talking some SEC football. Roxy Bernstein is going to join us at uh, 10.15 local time here out in the West Coast. George Reister from Fox Sports Radio will join us uh, in the noon hour. I do believe that is correct. And then we're going to have Mike Peranio, of course, with Ben Falks. Over there at Mandalay Bay later on today, it's Scott Seidenberg will join us later on this afternoon. And Aaron Moore, professor of journalism at Ryder University. And Paul Stone is going to be drop, dropping by the program as well. Great handicapper we have here at VEASAN and, and knows everything there is to know about college football. But, of course, Wes, because football season is here, it is time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We do have a kickoff already, Iowa and Wisconsin uh, just getting underway there. Again, Iowa, ninth in the country, unranked Wisconsin. Of course, who's favored? Mm. You know, it's not Iowa.
0: Well,
2: Wisconsin, look, Iowa comes off the bye week uh, where they did lose to Purdue, first loss of the year, and got dominated in in Kenick Stadium, right, in their own home building. And then you have a Wisconsin team that's kind of figured it out. It's like... We're not going to let our quarterback, Graham Mertz, turn over the football. So we're going to run it 51 times at Purdue and, and, and only throw it eight times. And look, that's their identity. I was still kind of looking for their offensive identity. I didn't mess around with the, with the spread here. I think Wisconsin's going to win the game. Look at where the total closed at a lot of places. Unbelievable. 35 and a half at Bet MGM, but even lower elsewhere in the market. 35. 35. And it's so-
4: college football game. Now, Wes, would you wait and see how this plays out in the first couple of minutes and see if you can get that down to 33, 32. If there's no score, say halfway through the first quarter and possibly make a buyback spot there.
2: You could, I mean, I would be looking, look when, when I was looking, I was like, what's my lean, even though I didn't necessarily bet it. Sure. I was like, I'd go under 36 before I'd go over 36 because you have two of the best defenses here in the country. You You have an Iowa team, and look, and there you go. Iowa's going to have to punt the football. They got a nice kickoff return to start the game at about their own 40, own 45-yard line, and then they don't do anything. Wisconsin gets a stop. Wisconsin's the number two defense in America, so Mm. they are absolutely for real, and we know what they want to do offensively that I just mentioned a minute ago. They want to run the ball, control the clock, move the chains, don't have Graham Mertz throw the ball to the other (laughs)
4: team. All right, let's see how that game plays out. But, again, I just wonder where that buyback spot in-game would be if it stays low-scoring. Again, that that punt's going to go into the end zone. So, Wisconsin will start off at their own 20 to begin their first possession of the day. Okay, before we get into these early kicks, let's get to the smart and hard plays of the week. And, Wes, you've got some very intriguing ones for me. And one of them, I think we're going to go oppo, and I don't like going opposite you. It normally doesn't fare well for me. But let's talk about some of your smart plays here. And you like Miami, did they get in the nine and a half against Pittsburgh?
2: I do. And by the way, that game is just a minute in. Pittsburgh already in Miami territory, so now down to about the twenty-seven yard line. But look, I thought that this was the kind of the the time for Pittsburgh, or this was a situation where it's like, okay, we beat Clemson. I know this is not you know, your, your brother and sisters Clemson and and the ACC has been the Clemson invitational over the last several years, (laughs) but it's still Clemson, right? It's still one of the best programs in the country and you beat them even on a down year, you're putting your chest out a little bit. Now you have Miami kind of saved their season a little bit uh, last week with that win at home over NC state. Keep in mind, though, Miami is having to play a lot of freshmen on this too deep with a lot of the injuries, including at quarterback with Tyler Van Dyke. But I think Tyler Van Dyke's actually a better fit for what the offensive coordinator, Rhett Lashley, wants to do. They want to do a little bit more tempo, a little bit of not necessarily air raid, but Rhett Lashley brought some of that with him from SMU under Sonny Dyke. So that's what I think Miami is trying to do. And I got to tell you, these young guys I think are fighting for Manny Diaz because Manny Diaz has been kind of on the hot seat and they had that big effort against NC state. They came back against North Carolina and just came a little bit short. They're only three and four, but you actually saw some fight and some pride out of the U last week. So I thought that that was going to carry over 10 is in my pocket. It closed basically nine, nine and a half for the most part. So I am on the Hurricanes here. I think that now Pittsburgh has to deal with those expectations of being expected to win and being a favorite, and that's a different nut to crack sometimes when you're going forward and the fact that right now they kind of control their own destiny in their division in the ACC. That is the
4: game that we are oppo, just for for, for full disclosure here. I like Pittsburgh, but they've been one of my teams that I've bet a lot this year, Mm -hmm. and so I'm kind of riding that horse to see if I can keep riding. Obviously, loved them last week against Clemson. I just think right now they still have an outside shot at the college football playoff. I mean, really outside, I understand that. But that's why I'm still going to back the Panthers today because if they are who I think they are after that win against Clemson, they don't let that go to their heads. But I understand the logic on your part here that it could be a natural letdown after a big emotional win over Clemson because, to your point, they are still Clemson. You like Duke today, too. Uh, getting 16 and a half. What what was the logic there on Duke?
2: Well, it's kind of the same thing uh, uh, with uh, Pittsburgh a little bit. Now Wake Forest is in their own uh, control of their own destiny in that that coastal division. Duke, of course, got shut out last time but had a bye week. But I'm not as confident about this Wake Forest defense right now. They can score. And they're going to score, but I think Duke can move the football. I just thought it was a big number. As uh, we do go back to Pittsburgh really quick, uh, called a touchdown on the field, but that ball came out, so this play is going to be reviewed. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have to get a second look at that. As of now, this is ruled a touchdown for Pitt. 12-20 I've, left to go in the first quarter.
4: Looks like it's going to come back, but it might be first and goal at the 1 if if, uh, if the, the receiver is just short of the goal line. We keep an update there let's get to uh, auburn you had the money line you had mississippi state money line as well to close out your smart plays today. yeah
2: and and really this auburn play is just kind of a situational deal if you look at old miss what they've had the last four weeks Ooh. lane kiffin goes and faces his old mentor nick saban at alabama then they have that thriller against arkansas 52 51 where arkansas went for two at the end did not get it then they have Lane's return to Knoxville, Tennessee, his former head coaching stop, uh, to play the Vols uh, Mustard Gate or whatever the hell they're calling that when the mustard <laughs> bottles and all the projectiles got thrown on the field. Right. And then last week, they do have LSU come in where it was Eli Manning Retirement Day. Now, the coaches and the players don't necessarily have a emotional attachment to Eli, but the fans do. Yes, they do. So you want to give an effort. you don't want to lose on Eli Manning Retirement Day, yeah. Jersey Day, and they did not. So you've had all those four games in a row, and it's just how much do you have left in the tank? Now, the motivation I think will be there because Auburn's kind of really owned this series, but I I just think Ole Miss this might be a spot where they run out of gas. Auburn, by the way, off a bye, our auburn averages over about 6 yards first down running the ball Ole miss gives about, up about 5 yards on defense so i think auburn can run the ball and control the clock here
4: you know we actually are on the same page when it comes to our heart plays today because one of uh, my only heart play is one of yours and that's michigan who by the way just got a turnover against sparty so they're going to have to start off though with the interception uh, i believe at their own 1 yard line but they do turn away the spartans here michigan will take over the ball there uh, at their own one, again, Texas and Baylor just underway. No score there. And Wisconsin and Iowa, surprise, surprise, still scoreless. Nine and a half in. And again, to Wes's point here, at closed at some places around 35, 36 for the total. Let's see if any points can get on the board there, but they're already five minutes in. And that's going to keep going low and lower if you're a live game better. Potentially a spot to look at. This thing gets down to the 20s, Wes. and mm-hmm. still in the first quarter. I don't know how I could resist if I was an in-game player thinking about taking that over. It was not a touchdown, but Pittsburgh does have first and goal at the one uh, of Miami, so we'll keep you updated on those scores. And uh, as these games now progress, Texas knocking on the door as well. When we come back, I'm going to take a look at a couple quarterbacks and their Heisman Trophy odds when you come back with us right here. It's Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is betting across America on VSN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including twenty-four-seven video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, full access to VSN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSN has to offer for only twenty-two bucks per month. Sign up now at VSN.com/slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is betting across America, and oh my goodness, shots fired in uh, Spartyland there because Michigan State there, East Lansing, Michigan hosting the Wolverines, and guess who struck first? It was the fight in Jim Harbaugh's.
2: Well, and, and that's kind of been the one question about Michigan. We know they can run the ball. The defense has been a lot better, but can they make plays down the field? Can they get those explosive passing plays when you're stacking the box and stop in that really good running game, one of the tops in the country. Well, Cade McNamara proved so. Now, it was not a bomb necessarily. Nope. It was just kind of a slant, and then he hits Anthony, and Anthony just pulls away and had the breakaway speed to get away from the defense. 93 yards. How about that? for a big passing play in the, in, in that passing game. So Michigan now up seven, nothing Michigan minus eight and a half, 54 and a half at BetMGM. MGM.
4: How would you, how would you assess that now that you see the live line go to eight and a half? Okay. Because again, you had to lay four or five, uh, depending on the books that you got for Michigan pre-flop. Now they get the early touchdown. They did mm-hmm. get the turnover, right? And then they go literally 99 yards on the ensuing drive cap by the 93 yarder there. You mentioned by McNamara, uh, is it still have your Sparty backer? You go, oh, great. You're going to give me the extra four and a half because of your only touchdown?
2: I mean, you could, but look, I think Michigan showed, hey, Michigan State can't just stack the box. Right. And, and we can try to it. stop the running game. We can absolutely beat you down the field. And this is a step up in class for Michigan State, who really, to be honest, has not beaten anybody of note. No. I mean, their biggest win you would have thought would have been at Miami, but clearly Miami has not been what they were, and they've had a lot of. Uh, injuries this year so even though they're now in pittsburgh territory trying to tie this up at seven could get a lot of points here at heinz field this afternoon but anyway back to michigan and michigan state you know michigan state has been an improved team but they have not really had that signature win whereas michigan look they went into nebraska and won and i know nebraska is not some top team but that's still a tough place to win they went to wisconsin and won Michigan State really has not proven that yet.
4: No, they have not. Texas, by the way, on the board at Baylor, 16th-ranked Baylor, unranked Texas. We've seen this play out each and every week. We have the unranked team going on the road, uh, and watch out for Texas right now. They're already up 7-0. No score between Cincinnati and Tulane but six minutes to go in the first quarter. Of course, Cincinnati needs to get style points, you would think, as the season progresses to try to make their case for the college football playoff. And the rock fight has ensued in Wisconsin Seven minutes ago, in the first, punts everywhere. Yes. Every time you look up, it's a punt.
2: Pitcher's duel here. <laughs> I, I think uh, Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff are on the mound for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers.
4: Could be a long day if you try to take the over there. So we'll see how that plays out seven minutes ago in the first quarter. Of course, no score there. Let's talk a little bit about the Heisman Trophy here in the Heisman Watch West. Because not to say the, the games should all matter the same, right? They should matter in September the same as they do potentially in November as you get to the Heisman Watch here. but. That's not always the case. We know that, right? So C.J. Stroud now, it feels like he was kind of laying in the weeds there when Ohio State had the early loss to Oregon and kind of maybe fell off the map, not completely, not off our radar, but maybe just in the general public. Now you look at him here and you go, whoa, plus 500 going forward, and you look at the numbers. I mean, they're really, really good Mm -hmm. on a really, really good team that's going to have their own destiny in their hands to go to the college football playoff. That loss to Oregon. Notwithstanding, it feels like that's not even going to be a problem anymore with Alabama's loss and the way the rest of the season's played out. So when you look at C.J. Stroud potentially on a college football playoff team at plus 500, any value there for you? Is it already going? Well,
2: it was 8-1 to last week, and and, and it never really got too high into the teens here. But like I keep saying, the concern for C.J. Stroud is, does he get into like a Mac Jones situation last year where it's like, oh my God, he's got so many weapons. You know, he's got so much NFL talent around him where it's like, oh, you can put just anybody in there and they can win it. Look, Justin Fields last year. So it's like, ah, eh, they just get five stars out the wazoo. Right. So we're not going to reward him. I think I think that that's kind of a mistake. And I think that that's unfair. I think you've got to reward a guy for production. But Ohio State has so many weapons. But to see him cut down to five to one, because it does seem like, and it really, I think it was Greg Schiano at Rutgers kind of said, okay, they're back, you know, because they were kind of sluggish against Tulsa that following week <laughs> right. when they uh, lost to Oregon uh, at, the, at the horseshoe. And then all of a sudden they went and waylaid Rutgers and then they put 66 on Maryland and they're starting to score points. It was 54-7 to in Bloomington last week Woo. against Indiana and could have been much worse, by the way. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Day could have hung in the 60s on Indiana and elected not to, <laughs> elected to go with the second and third unit guys. Uh, thank God, because it could have been much worse in Bloomington. You might not have had any spectators left there except Ohio State fans. But anyway, I do think 5-1, to one, probably is a fair price and we've seen a little drift on matt corral up to about five to two bryce young still the favorite so we haven't seen much change there i don't think at the top but stroud i think clearly is that guy lurking if one of those two has a bad game then all of a sudden they get pushed out and stroud goes into that spot
4: i love your point about Shiano, though how many times do you hear an opposing coach after they get their tails kicked go, oh they're back and Ohio State is back. Well,
2: he was right. He
4: was right. They are. They certainly look like they're on that steamroller. I'm with you on that. It feels like right there, Stroud, even a 5-1, to one, to your point last week, 8-1 to one would have been better value, but it feels like a live player here as Ohio State feels like they're hitting their stride. Okay. I've been on Pittsburgh, by the way. Miami did score, so you're looking pretty good right there with that smart play, getting the 9.5 half pre-flop. It's 7 all right now. A lot of points going to happen today in Pittsburgh. Yeah,
2: I know. My I, I goodness. Mean, this could go south in a hurry, depending on what <laughs> side you're on, because there are going to be – a lot of opportunities to score. I believe this total closed at 61 at BetMGM. This was the opener of 62, and they're sco- scoring so fast. I don't have any live lineups, oh, so we will uh, update for you momentarily. But nice job by Tyler Van Dyke, the freshman out of the state of Connecticut, four-star guy uh, who was meant to be a backup, but I think is a better fit for that offense. And just as I say that, Pitt minus seven and a half at BetMGM, 69 and a half on the total,
4: 69 and a half. Speaking of Pitt and speaking of the Heisman Watch here, let's talk about Kenny Pickett because you want to talk about dark horses that are like a thoroughbred coming down the down the the finishing stretch here, ten to one all of a sudden. And if you like C J. Stroud's numbers, my goodness, look at Kenny Picketts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are astounding. So again, level of competition might be a little bit different, but so would say the Ohio State people. Because really, the numbers are almost identical. C.J. Stroud's number, uh, QBR, is a little bit higher than Kenny Pickett's. But Kenny Pickett's overall, uh, he's got one more touchdown and about, what, 250 more yards and two less INTs. What do you make of that number on a team that should not be relatively unknown? We've been talking about Kenny Pickett feels like for a decade at Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So he's a known commodity. But I guess they look at it and sometimes go, well, it's the ACC. It's really down. He's putting up numbers against teams that just, quite frankly, aren't very good. Do you think that's going to hold him back at, at 10 to 1?
2: It, it, it very well could because remember when we were talking about him a couple weeks ago against Virginia Tech, 28 7, kind of one of the first low scoring games that Pitt had all right. year. And it was like, Kenny Pickett's 35 to 1 out there. Woo! What about him? And then all of a sudden he got cut to 25 to 1. And then all of a sudden he got cut in the teens and now he's at 10 to 1 because. They finally had like a showcase game. I think it was mid-afternoon, that 3.30 Eastern kickoff on ABC. That was their television window against Clemson, where it's kind of like, oh, here's Pittsburgh, because I think a lot of the national media – didn't know because it's like they get lost a little bit in the shuffle with some of the other bigger games. So now you're seeing a Pittsburgh that all of a sudden is seven and one. They do lead the Coastal Division at three and zero, only undefeated team there. Really controlled their own destiny. On the other side in the Atlantic, Wake Forest controls its own destiny at forty at at a four and zero in the conference. So look. I think now the word is out on Kenny Pickett. The word is absolutely out. We were talking about him. He was 35 to 1. Oh, yeah. And now he's 10 to 1. He's the fourth choice on the board. Only Bryce Young, Matt Corral, and C.J. Stroud are ahead of him. And then, of course, Caleb Williams has now been cut. And sometimes these guys get cut not just on bets, but because books don't want any more exposure. Oh. They don't want to leave, you know, leave a cookie out there for you. On some, on some of these guys. Look, for Wake Forest, we saw Sam Hartman. Now, he's still a longer shot at 50-1, to one, but he was 100-1 to one last week wow. when Ben Wilson and I were in here kind of talking about him with Dave Miller. It's like, well, what about Sam Hartman now? This team is undefeated. They just put a 70-burger on Army. So, you know, there's always a lot of movement, and I think people are always willing to kind of look at some of these guys down the board because they saw with Devontae Smith, the receiver from right. Alabama last year at one point was 200-1. to one.
4: All right, this is fascinating, very quickly, uh, to what's happening in Wisconsin because it uh, looks like they're going to score. All right? So they've got second down inside what's the What's
2: fascinating Iowa- is an actual score in this football well, game, Well, I was right? watching
4: while we were talking, and before they made a big completion to get down there, in-game it was 30-and-a-half. The over-under had come all the way down to 30 and a half. Because they're primed to score, it's now 33-and-a-half. It adjusts that quickly. That's why you have to watch Betting Across America because literally the numbers are moving as we speak. So you don't have to go anywhere. we got you covered for the next six hours. Uh, Michigan right now still up on Sparty 7-0. And Baylor's come back to tie Texas right now 7-7 as well. And bad news, Wes. Maryland up on your alma mater.
2: It's going to so, get worse before it gets better. It's officially basketball season in Bloomington.
4: Wes has turned the page on the Hoosiers. I understand <laughs> why. Come on back. We'll give you live scores and updates right here. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the sports betting network.
0: This is betting across America on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We have some great news for our Colorado-based Veasan fans. We have partnered with Altitude Sports Radio, and starting Monday, and all of your favorite Veasan shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio nine fifty AM. In Denver, we are extremely excited about this partnership that brings Veasan to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports bettors. Tune in to hear all Veasan shows live on Altitude Radio, nine fifty a.m. in Denver, starting on Monday. Back here alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America, and at the top of the hour, the double J himself, Jeff Jarrett, is going to be joining us to talk all things SEC. And the reason why I bring that up, Wes, is you look at the tickets of the game's most bet today. And obviously, Sparty against the Wolverines undefeated Big Ten. I don't think it's a su- surprise that's the number one mm-hmm. most bet game. But two and three, both in the SEC. Ole Miss against Auburn, that surprises me because it's, more, it's been more heavily bet than the greatest outdoor cocktail party, they say that anymore, Georgia and Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that would seem to me to be more heavily bet than Ole Miss and Auburn. Yeah,
2: you would certainly think so, but look, people love this Ole Miss team because people love points, but <laughs> I I am on the Auburn side. Uh, you know, Ole Miss has a little bit, look, that doesn't mean it can't win, a little bit public doggy, I think, here, and I mentioned, look, fifth straight week after you've had to go Alabama, after you've had to go to that thriller with Arkansas, after you had to go to Tennessee, after you had LSU come in. And that doesn't mean they're gonna like not be motivated for Auburn because Auburn's really kind of owned the series. Lane has yet to beat the Auburn Tigers, but you know one thing I will say: as much maligned as Bo Nix is, he's thirteen and three as a starter at Jordan Hare Stadium, twenty hmm. to two touchdown to interception ratio. I think he's kind of finally figuring it out. Brian Harson, of course, the new coach yeah. uh, came there from Boise State. You know, I and I think this team coming off a of bye week, who by the way just went to Arkansas a couple weeks ago and won by two touchdowns against a very good Razorbacks team. So Auburn seems like they're kind of putting it together right now. And, and I think, uh, I, I just think, look, this I thought was a decent spot. They've had two weeks to prepare. I think it's kind of a little bit of a shaky matchup for Ole Miss, or Ole Miss anyway because they have trouble stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Auburn can run the ball and they can control the clock. So I did lay the money line. It's up to three you know, I usually on those small favorites would prefer to go money line and just kind of take the points out of play. But if you want to weigh three, I still think it's fine. I like the Auburn Tigers. I think they're going to be able to get stops.
4: Uh, very quickly, some updates. We did get points in Madison as the uh, the Badgers now lead 7 nothing. I saw that uh, live total go all the way up to 34.5. <laughs> just skyrocketed up through the roof yeah. at 34.5. Yeah, wild, wild pitch <laughs> offense
2: apparently up here in Madison. But look. This is not where Iowa wants to be. They do not want to be down. They're showing a graphic right now, averaging 3.97 yards of play on first down. That, I believe, is like the third worst in the country. I think there's 130 FBS teams, and Iowa 128th. Like I said, it's why I lean to Wisconsin. I did not have the, uh, the uh, fortitude uh, necessarily to play this game, but... Wisconsin has found an offensive identity, which is to run the ball. Three yards in a cloud of dust. Go back to that Barry Alvarez era. It works. You know, don't try to get too crazy with the cheese. Whiz. Say, don't turn our ball over quarterback <laughs> like you've been doing. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to run it right at them every single time, which is pretty much what they're doing. Let our good defense, which is one of the best in the country, get there. And now, all of a sudden, Wisconsin at four and three, they're kind of figuring it out. They look like the best team in the West Division right now wow. to me.
4: Absolutely. You mentioned it's going to get worse for your alma mater. It has Marylands now up 14-nothing. It's basketball <laughs> season for West, so that's okay. <laughs> and your smart play, Miami up on Pittsburgh 14 to 7 early on.
2: And I do want to go back to Indiana real quick. By the way, Maryland minus 16 and a half, 51 and a half. Indiana starting a true freshman quarterback in Donovan McCauley. We know Michael Penix Jr has had a multitude of injuries. Boy. Jack Tuttle Knocked out of the game last week. Did not travel with the team today. So it is Donovan, Donovan McCulley, the true freshman, or Grant Gamel, who's a walk-on kid for a sophomore from Noblesville, Indiana. So. That is why you saw Maryland and and look Maryland hasn't exactly uh, been sending thrills up your leg no. here with how they played, but <laughs> and and there was a little buyback on Indiana this morning because it's like how can Maryland as poorly as they played be favored over anybody? Maryland closed three and a half at MGM, but now laying sixteen and a half.
4: So far, Wes, your plays are looking really good. Your smart play of Miami plus nine and a half. You had Michigan money line uh, as a heart play. Right now, they are up seven nothing, and you had Rutgers minus one and a half they are up 7 nothing as well. So let's round out your heart plays before we get back to the uh, greatest outdoor cocktail party, whatever they call it, the game now. Uh, Arizona State, you have laying 16 today mm-hmm. as as a heart play. what's the logic there?
2: And I and I did actually bet that. And and it really it wasn't so much a play on Arizona State as it was a little bit of a play against Washington State because if you look at what Washington state has gone through, remember that emotional win against Stanford a couple weeks ago in the Palouse, Uh, those guys knew that Nick Rolovich was toast that they were going to part ways with Nick Rolovich because of the whole thing with the state, the state, the governor Mm -hmm. with the vaccine, Nick Rolovich and several different assistants did not elect to take that vaccine. So hence they are no longer employed at Washington state university. So there was that kind of change. And you thought, oh my God, You know, maybe this is going to be a letdown against BYU. They were right in the game until the end. They did lose by two, but they covered pretty much the whole way. It was a very low-scoring game. So now I think this is the spot for Washington State where it's like they might just be emotionally out of gas here. And you have an Arizona State team that now, all of a sudden, that kind of uh, wheel of destiny, if you will, in the Pac-12 South, Arizona State lost to Utah a couple weeks ago now they're right back in the mix in the pac-12 south oregon still is the favorite in the north although the beavers also tied with them at three and one but all of a sudden you got utah and arizona state tied at three and one utah to have the tiebreaker because they beat herm edwards guys outright and then ucla kind of just lurking at three and two ucla and utah play tonight our own stormy Bonatani will be on the sidelines for that one so i think this is kind of like a woodshed spot for arizona state Mm -hmm. where it's like okay These guys are running on empty here. Let's just get them out of the way early and move on to the next one.
4: I I look at uh, one of your other heart plays and I take umbrage with it. It's Boston College catching the six and a half. Umbrage, you say? Against the Q's. Against the, you don't go to the dome and escape with a win ATS. How are they going to do that?
2: Well, and, and and it, and it really wasn't like a big play for me. All of a sudden BC's 0 and 3. Remember they started out hot. It's Dennis Grossel going at quarterback instead of, of course, Phil Yerkebeck. Right. The Notre Dame transfer, who was their original starter. I just thought maybe it was Syracuse getting overpriced because sometimes I like to come in when everybody else jumps off the bandwagon because remember they had that close loss at Clemson mm-hmm. and then people took them as home dog against NC State and NC State pounded them 33-7 to up in Chestnut Hill. So it's like, now we go to Louisville and they took a little money against Louisville last week and then they got beat 28-14 and Louisville pretty much dominated the game. So it's like, okay, Boston College, we are done with Boston College. <laughs> they are absolutely dead to us. So now I feel like that's almost the opportunity because you got a Syracuse team that had two close calls at home. Actually, three close calls. They had a close call at Florida State, close call at home against Wake Forest in overtime, close call at home against Clemson. So they finally go and get that win at Virginia Tech on the road, a Virginia Tech team that now all of a sudden is reeling and have lost like three straight at home. But now you get Syracuse in a different position. Now you get them laying almost a touchdown at home and that's something I like to play when there's a role reversal. You know, when all of a sudden you got a team that's, get, that's a dog every single game, whether it's a home dog or a road dog, and then all of a sudden they're laying a favorite. And sometimes that first time out, that role is too big for that team. So that's why I did like BC plus support. Well, I
4: should tell you everything you need to know, that I didn't even make Syracuse a heart play because I'm right there with you. I will never admit this in a court of law, <laughs> but I believe you're on the right side here. I could not believe when I saw that the Cuse was favored by six and a half in this game to all of the points that you just made. It's exactly why if you had to play it, you would have to play the Eagles in this spot because of what you said last week, that big emotional win down there in Blacksburg. Then you come back and now you're going to lay a touchdown. Ooh, good luck. Look, I, I hope it comes through for the Qs, but I'm with Wes on this one. But again, I would never admit that out loud. Very quickly, about 90 seconds to go here. Let's just get a quick take on that uh the greatest outdoor cocktail party in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Georgia right now taking a lot of the action here, the the most bet teams. Uh, Michigan State was number one. Georgia was number two. Does that surprise you at all? Is this the public saying, no, we've just seen this defense and they just don't give up points? I
2: think Georgia is kind of getting into that Alabama of the past, you know, where it's like we're just going to bet these guys every week. They're not making these lines high enough. By the way, I believe it's Anthony Richardson that is going to get the start at quarterback for Florida, who's been, I think, the more dynamic guy in the passing game, uh, really, for the Gators. So they're uh, electing to make that switch for Memory Jones. And I was looking at the total because I thought there might be some weather down there at Jacksonville if there's some wind down there. And you've seen it materialize a little bit down to 50.5 at BetMGM. It's been pretty much 51 all week. And also has been 14, 14 and a half. So that tells me at least there's a little bit of Florida support.
4: Yeah, have 49 and a half here, Bet MGM, I'm just looking at that go. Boy, it feels low, but again, you understand the way that Georgia's played defense. Even though Florida can score, that can be explosive. We saw them do that against Alabama in the second half. I think you're right. Most people are looking at that saying you just don't score on this Georgia defense. Speaking of scoring, Michigan uh, in the red zone against Michigan State already up 7 nothing. And Baylor with a nice little comeback here in the first quarter. They were down 7 nothing. And they've just taken their first lead 10 to 7 as a home dog, even though they were the ranked team against Texas. Wow. When we come back, there's a three and four team ATS. They're asking, can they cover a touchdown on the ROAD? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here. Betting across America on Deason, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio
0: app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on BSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at a very easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VC100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 line wager on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for all the action. Enjoy parlay selection, builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the code VC100 to win $100 in free bets when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit at MGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is betting across America. Still 7-0. Sparty is a football back uh, trailing the Wolverines right now. Uh, Miami 21-10 now. My goodness, we've yeah. got a bang-bang shootout well, going on Well, we've got about
2: 400 yards of total offense uh, here, and we're not even through the first quarter. By the way, the U now minus two and a half, uh, 82 and a half on the total. I think uh, uh, Uncle Luke down there in Miami or in Coral Gables uh, two down up. there in South Florida, he is very happy with what he Woo. sees out of Tyler Van Dyke. He's like, this is what we're talking about with this quarterback because he is absolutely flinging it. So 21 to 10. It's not over yet for my Hoosiers. They are in the end zone. An actual football touchdown from the third-string quarterback-led Indiana Hoosier offense. So now 14-7 Maryland, just into the second quarter. Terps minus 10.5, 55.5 on the total. Uh, Aaron Oster, uh, producer here at VSN, a proud Maryland mm-hmm. Terp, and I, we're probably so jaded by the current states of our football program that we didn't even bet anything between us on this game. It was like, it just seems so not even worth it to discuss it.
4: Uh, Wisconsin trying to get more points. Yes, more points in Madison right now. They're down about the 10-yard line of Iowa with a third and short. We'll see if they go for the field goal as they get stuffed on third down. Seven, nothing there. Uh, And again, um, how about Baylor? they just taking the lead 10-7 than Texas Right over the top, still in the first quarter there, 14-10. And the Texas. kid
2: on the Baylor line, they show in the stands. You were commenting on that. He's already got the surrender Cobra going. It's, it's, it's you, only after the first quarter, by the way, 14-10 Texas, minus 3.5. Like,
4: easy, kids. Yeah. It's 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 the first quarter. You're, you're going to be okay. Well, you might not be okay, but we'll find out if you're going to be
2: okay. 71.5, by the way, that total in Baylor.
4: A lot of points there. Let's talk about a game where you look at a team that's not been good ATS so far this year. 3-4 and four, uh, ATS, and that would be Iowa State, the Cyclones. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on... West Virginia going on the road to Morgantown here, traditionally a tough place to play, but you gotta lay a touchdown, gotta lay the seven. When you look at a game like that, seven and a half now at MGM. So we get to over that hook, that critical hook there. Does that worry you for a team that so far this year has not been good against the number? Or do you say individual game? I can't look at the whole season in I, totality.
2: I kind of do look a little bit more individually because I do think betters sometimes maybe put too much weight on spreads and whatnot and who's covering like look Pittsburgh right now obviously that game not far from over but look six and one against the spread so like when teams are covering they're like hey we're all about it we're gonna keep betting them I get you know and Mm -hmm. and doing that but sometimes I think that could be a mistake you have to look at a game kind of as its own unique organism in a way and I would lean to Iowa State I did not bet this I thought about it because look they were unranked and they just beat Oklahoma State. But remember last week, and I actually lost this game. I laid the seven with Iowa State, and they never were really close to covering. But it was pretty much a coin flip game. But I thought, man, that's a big number. You know, all, all the uh, you know the recreational players are going to be on Oklahoma State, but they got rewarded right. because they did cover the game, even though Iowa State got the win. But you know, so everybody says, oh, Iowa State wasn't ranked, so that's an upset. They were a touchdown favorite in the game and actually did underachieve in a 24-21 win. If you look at their losses, they are actually a top ten team statistically in terms of yardage. They're out yarding opponents by 167 yards a game. Whoa. And about two point yards per or two point zero yards per play, actually one point nine nine. So that's number eight in the country. And with West Virginia, you don't know which team you're going to get because last week they're off a of bye. They had been playing terrible, and they go upset TCU down in Fort Worth. And before that, they had two horrible performances against Baylor and Texas Tech. So line looks about right. I do think I would, if I had to, I'd bet Iowa State here, even laying a touchdown road favorite in a conference game, which I don't always do.
4: All right, let's very quickly, I just want to give you an update, Wes, here. Uh, I just saw that uh, Tulane got a safety on Cincinnati. Now it's 7 nothing Now it's going to be 7-2. to two. Before that safety, it was the live number was 25.5 for Cincinnati. So now we're in the second quarter. It's a 1-6 Tulane football mm-hmm. team. And, and see, this is where we get into that discussion of style points, okay? So now they're off to really slug a really sluggish start here, obviously. Is Cincinnati, yes, it's, it's an awful Tulane team. It's a team you're supposed to beat by 30-plus, right? And so far, that's not going according to script. Do you start pressing a little bit because you're the number two team in the country and you know that even a win, an ugly win the committee might remember those things. Mm-hmm. You would think it shouldn't matter. And that's why they always say, oh, we don't run it up because it does, it does matter. Yeah. The committee does take that stuff into account, even if they say they don't.
2: Yeah, because last week, I didn't elect to do it this week, by the way, but last week I did take Navy against Cincinnati. And Navy was in the game the whole time. I yeah. just thought, okay, you're going to give me four touchdowns with the team that runs a triple option that you know is at least going to give an effort. I'm going to take that every time with the Service Academy. And yeah, Cincinnati out-talented and out-athleted Navy, but... Navy was right in there. Navy actually got an onside kick that they could have driven down and tied the game. Unfortunately, that would have meant Navy had to pass the football. So, uh, you know, they weren't able to get in the end zone. I didn't take Tulane here because Michael Pratt, their uh, quarterback, uh, took a big headshot last time out against SMU. So he is out with a concussion. So I did not elect to take that. And look, Cincinnati struggling. And The pressure is going to get to you when you're an undefeated team. I don't care what conference you're in or what your ranking is. The pressure is absolutely going to get to you because you know that you've got to meet these expectations and you start to press a little bit and you start to get a little tight. And I think that that could happen with Cincinnati. That's why I'm not assuming that they are going to run the table here. And uh, so that's why I did not necessarily bet this. By the way, let me go to East Lansing at Spartan Mm -hmm. Stadium really quickly. It was 10-0 in Michigan. Looks like it's going to be ten to six, but we were talking about Heisman earlier. Oh. Did Kenneth Walker uh, the third, no. the
4: Wake Forest
2: graduate transfer, who by the way is sixteen to one to win the Heisman at BetMGM,
4: MGM. It's Sean Jackson?
2: Did he let the ball go casually in celebration before he crossed the plane? His foot was on the line, but that is what the review is right now. I think it's probably still going to stand, but. Boy, the ball was not, I don't think the ball was recovered in the end zone anyway. So we are waiting the review and they are going to uphold it. So Kenneth Walker uh, escapes a little bit because that would have been a disaster here. So uh, it's going to be 10 to 7 Michigan over Michigan State. Just a handful of seconds now into the second quarter. So we'll get you a live line when we can here from BetMGM. It's
4: just astounding that this still happens. And I'm not saying for kids. It's easy to say for kids or college kids. Like, no, hold on. The pros do this. They see it with the Deshaun Jacksons when they do this stuff, and it's, it's kind of that casual, cool, let me toss the – just hold on to the football until you cross the it. And that's a lesson that he just learned, and it did not cost the Spartans. Yeah. Or if you're a Spartan backer. Well, here. I was
2: wanting to monitor wow. that Heisman to see if all of a sudden Ooh. it would go the, – uh, the number would be going. <laughs>
4: mm. By the way, I, uh, let me see if I can interest you in a live number here. Cincinnati uh, going to have to punt the football after that safety. 7-2 to two right now, 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. The live number, 23 and a half. So only adjusted a point for that safety. At some point, are they going to wake up and be Cincinnati?
2: You would would think so. It's 22 and a half, 51 and a half now the total at BetMGM. So, look, Cincinnati, I think that they're also, the pressure is kind of getting to them. Now, next week, they will have a Tulsa team at home that did just get beat last night up by Navy at home. So now, all of a sudden, Philip Montgomery on the hot seat there. Then they go to USF. Then the big showdown is November twentieth. They will get SMUs currently rated nineteenth. SMU's got a big one with Houston later tonight. So let's say SMU's still undefeated. You might have an SMU team that's in the top fifteen, perhaps the top twelve. So that's like Cincinnati. It's like they can't be caught looking ahead to them
4: though. No, they cannot. And by the way, the point's just overflowing in Madison. They kicked the a field goal ten nothing. Right, I saw the live number jump up to thirty-six and a half. It's off the board now.
2: Yeah, Spencer Petras just got stripped by a strip sack. So Wisconsin gonna have the ball in very much scoring position here. Ten to nothing. Badgers minus fourteen and a half. Thirty-eight and a half.
4: Okay, thirty-eight and a half. Now we're going over the pre-flop number.
2: Well, because they're assuming Wisconsin, I believe, is going to have first and goal here, almost kind of assuming a touchdown or at least leaning that way that this is about to be seventeen to nothing. With ten minutes left to go in the second quarter, and the amazing
4: thing, you go, how is how is Iowa going to score? I mean, like how Iowa total- has
2: minus one total yards and zero first downs. Wisconsin eight first downs and one hundred and forty-two total yards already. So uh, Iowa, uh, they they are very much up against it. I believe the Badgers are going to have first and goal from the eight. And gonna try to run it in here.
4: I just look at it and I just go. I, I feel bad, bad for Kirk Ferentz sometimes. Like, like the, you've been there forever. You're a god there, right? Everybody knows what you've done for the program, and you literally can't get a yard. Forget about a point. Mm-hmm. You can't get a yard right and now, and
2: especially with that offensive line in he has, because they always have a good offensive line in Iowa City.
4: Uh Wes, we try not to play favorites, but when we come back, top of the hour, Double J. Wrestling royalty will be on the show talking SEC. Yeah, we're talking about Jeff Jarrett. No guitars will be smashed in the making of this segment. Come on back. (laughs) Betting Across America right here on BCN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: If you dare. work.